Welcome to the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today's Friday, September 11th. Um, today, today's going to be a solo pod. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about LAFC. It's not going to be a long podcast. Um, just, uh, just get my thoughts on what's going on. Tomorrow, on Saturday, there's going to be a media call. A couple of the things that I'm looking to hear from the team. Uh, the status of Atuesta, if he's going to be available for the team on Sunday against Portland Timbers. This is a very, I feel like this is a very crucial game. This is also a very tough game for LAFC. As we know, they've lost four of their last fives, back-to-back losses. Um, but they're also not facing, <clears throat> excuse me, they're also not facing an easy team. The Portland Timbers, they're, they're a tough team. Um, many consider after LA Galaxy that the Timbers are, you know, one of their, one of their arching, are, you know, their second biggest rival, you would call it like that. I would also put uh, the Sounders up there as well. Um, so it's a, it's a big game for them because you don't want to go down three games, uh, losing three games in a row and lose, you know, five of the last six and only get one victory out of this, uh, you know, out of this phase one. So, uh, also the, the, and the phase two schedule also came out. So give me, give me a second here just to pull it up. So LAFC will play September 18th versus Sounders. They will play September 23rd versus the Whitecaps at home. And September 27th versus San Jose at home. So the, there's, there were supposed to be six games uh, put out, but the MLS only released three, and that was the same thing for uh, the other LA, LA Galaxy team. The reason for that, um, only showing these three day, or these three games, is because the league is still finalizing the details, the travel details, um, because of the Canadian teams, because of the Vancouver Whitecaps, because of Toronto. Um, there's a lot of logistics that they have to go through. There's a lot of things that has to go through uh, because teams from America, people for teams are, you know, just the laws. No one necessarily can go to inside of the, the, the Canadian country right now. So same thing with baseball, same thing with basketball. So it's very tricky. And I think um, for, for the league to try to, you know, to try to navigate that. So they just put out these, uh, the schedule. So you will see the game that, um, you will see LAFC play uh, San Jose again. That's one of the positives. Another positive is that they're playing the Whitecaps, um, you know, at home. And then the tough game, the first game is going to be up against the Sounder, uh, the Seattle Sounders away. So they're going to head back up to Seattle. Um, so that's going to that's going to be a very very interesting uh, kind of second phase. But I think a lot has to do with uh, going back to the Portland Timbers game. A lot has, a lot is going to happen, um, you know, with that. So I just want to get a little bit more of the stats. Just, just break out, break out the stats here. So they've only won one game. In those, in these last six games, they've had twelve goals against, and five of those goals have come from set pieces, whether it's a corner kick, whether it's a foul on the side of the, just outside the eighteen. This is going back to the MLS's back tournament. LAFC has been very vulnerable in set pieces, and for whatever reason, they can't defend set pieces. Whether Bob Bradley mentioned it was a second ball in, I I I agree it's the second ball in, but there's a lot of goals. I mean, even if you look back to the LA Galaxy goal, Sebastian's legit uh, first goal was off a set piece. It was just it's just not knowing where the, where to mark their men. And staying with them, you know, and if I, if I can just go way back to the MLS's back tournament versus Orlando when they lost in PKs, the reason why they lost, the reason why I went to PKs 
it's because they weren't marking. Uh, it was it came off a corner kick where Jao Moutinho scored a, scored a header off of that. And to me, I've se- I've seen this since the MLS's back tournament. That's one of the things that kind of stood out, stood out to me, and I was like, okay, you know what? They're gonna figure it out. You know, they're gonna under- they're gonna look at the film, but they haven't. You know, they haven't in these last five games. They haven't uh, done a better job. They haven't realized what they need to do, and they've done a poor job, many uh, just man marking their men when. When it's supposed to be, e- if you think about it, easier when you're you're you have a set piece because instead of like an open, if you compare it, which I'm comparing it to, like a run of play game and stuff like that, you know, for whatever the the reason, they just can't figure out how to defend with these set pieces, and it kind of just, I just think about it's is it this like a personnel issue, is this a coaching issue, is this you know. Are they not? I'm assuming they're practicing. Or why? Why are their? Why are their feet? Why? Why can't they find their men? Why is? Why is it so easy for other teams um, to score against LAFC? You know, you look at the film. You look at what's going on. And last game, three of those goals were offset pieces. You know, the first goal against the RSL was off a set piece. The second goal was off a set piece, and the third, the third goal, which was a penalty, was off a set piece. I understand they had a uh, they, Bob Riley changed up the lineup. I understand there was a you know there there was a lot of people that you know Char already got the start. You know you saw Bryce Duke got a start. I think to me it, in that game you know there there was a margin for error, but it, it doesn't matter who has started these last six games or whether you know it's been Vela or whatever. The, the the defense has been bad, so it doesn't matter, you know. Like this game alone, obviously three goals off of three uh, three set pieces is pretty bad. But if I just look at it for the last six games, or you look go back to the MLS's back tournament, the man marking has been terrible. And I don't know if you're LAFC, how you fix that? Do you need to bring in another player? Do you need to bring in more personnel? I think, in my opinion right now, that LAFC can turn things around. But you're not going to win games when you're giving up just as many goals. Oh, at this point, I think they've given up uh, 25, 26 goals against. So they're minus four or five. I don't got the stats. I should pull it up. But nevertheless, they're giving up way too many goals on the defensive end than they are. You know, and it kind of puts you, it kind of handicaps you, you know, for what you're doing. So... I think those things need to be addressed. I do believe LAFC will turn things around, but if you're giving around, if you're giving that many goals up, well, whoever you are, it doesn't matter if Vela and a Twister are on the field because there's it's going to be very difficult to win games when you're when you're when you're giving up that many goals. And I know a lot of people want to point that Walker Zimmerman and. You know the the pieces and Tyler Miller. I agree with the Walker Zimmerman, but the reason why uh, um, LAFC did that deal in the beginning of the season was, you know, they wanted to cash in on Walker Zimmerman, and that's what they did. Um, Tyler Miller, Tyler Miller was not a good goalkeeper. He had his issues. Now Pablo Cisneros and Vermeer, I think you do get a bit of an upgrade, but it's by a slight margin. But they're still committing the same mistakes that they were last year. Pablo Cisnegas against LA against LA Galaxy came on that first goal came off way too early off his line against Christian Pavona and that goal got scored on. I don't know what it is about Kenneth Vermeer and Pablo Cisnegas. 
I don't know if Bob Riley and the LFC staff prefer their goalkeepers to come out that early. I'm assuming not. I haven't spoken with them. But this is a trend that we see from both from both goalkeepers. And I, I just don't understand why. And Pablo says this is like a second or third chance to claim the number one spot. But I don't know if he has the mentality uh, to just hone in. And, you know, at times he looks same as Vermeer. And Vermeer is a veteran. So I don't know if it's something that they want them to be that aggressive when it comes to, you know, goalkeeping and stuff. I don't know. I haven't asked them, but from what I'm seeing, it doesn't look that exciting. And, you know, you start to think like, okay, maybe they, maybe uh, Cisnegas may not be the goalkeeper of the future. Maybe he will, maybe not. But these things have been continuing since last year. And to me, those are very, very, uh, very tough things to deal with from both of your goalkeepers. You do have... A third string goalkeeper, uh, I believe it's Philip, um, who may get a shot if things go keep going the way keep going the way they are um, with the goalkeeping and the defend on the defensive end. So, just to add all that, a lot of I I know a lot of LAFC fans are upset. A lot of LAFC fans are, you know, what I've seen on social media they they don't want Bob. You know, this is the first time that you know in these three years, uh, you know. Uh, going into third season that LAFC has struggled and lost this many times Um, because LAFC obviously last year record-breaking goals you know with Carlos Vela you know breaking the MLS record with how many points winning um, the Supporters Shield and all those different things great accolades amazing things that they did last year but this is a whole new year I keep saying this I use this uh, baseball reference you're only good as your last at bat so and I look at what it's now and what could potentially lead to the future, you know. I'm looking at this game against the Portland Timbers. That is going to be a, a very difficult game to win um, because, you know, just the way they've been playing, you know, it doesn't matter. At this point, if the way LAFC uh, are playing, it doesn't matter who they play because I don't I don't necessarily give them the edge, you know, because of, of the way that things have been going for them and just different things with them, you know. Um, but I do see, I do see some upside. I do see that you get Mark Anthony K back. You, if you get a twist up back for like 20, 25 minutes, you got to slowly work him in and potentially we may see Carlos Vela in phase two and phase three. The schedule is very favorable for LAFC and schedule two. Um, like I said, they got Vancouver and San Jose. I think, I believe LAFC has San Jose figured out. Seattle is going to be a very tough game. The only thing that I see from the schedule is that you will play the Portland Timbers, and if you don't get that win, or hope, you know, if you're LAFC, you're hopeful you get that win, um, you know. But the next game that they they will face is going to be against the Sounders, and that's going to be on the 18th. So they play on the 13th, and five days later, five days later, they will travel to uh, Seattle to play the, the the Seattle Sounders. And if they don't, and if they don't win tomorrow, I mean, excuse me, if they don't win on Sunday, things are going to be very, very tricky for LAFC because um, you have another tough opponent, and it doesn't get any easier because it seems like the LAFC will potentially face um, more Western Conference teams because of the travel. They're trying to limit the travel to to only certain amount of days, and um, it's going to be very it's going to be very tricky. I think this game against the Timbers is really, really important. They really need to hone in on it and get 
a W, get a win any way they can, just the way they're playing. And I know Bob Riley and the staff, you know, are going to come together and try to do everything as possible. And the benefit is that they, they get to play at home, right? They won last time when they were at home against San Jose. But I know it's a it's a very stressful situation now, especially if you're LAFC, especially if you're LAFC fans. But there's still hope, guys. There's still hope. There's still a lot of games left. Um, if you include that you'll have after this game, there'll be 12 games left. Um, but if you don't get that W against Portland, um, I know you don't want to draw, but even a draw, if you don't get a positive result with Portland, then things start to look really, really difficult because you don't want to win one game out of six, you know, and then the next game is going to be against the Sounders who beat you last game, I believe it was three to one at their home. So it starts to get very, very tricky. So that's just my little, uh, I know I kind of went on a tangent here, just my little rant. Uh, tomorrow I'll be posting uh, the, the player interviews um, of the press conference of, you know, the updates and we'll find out more of, of if Atos will be able to play or, excuse me, if he'll be available um, to play for LAFC um, and how many minutes he'll potentially get and then updates on Carlos Vela as well. Uh, I'll be sure to ask that. Um, but, yeah, that, that's that's it, guys. Just a solo pod for me today. I uh, just wanted to get off a few things that I had off my chest about LAFC and the way they've been playing. Uh, if you guys are enjoying all these podcasts, man, make sure to give this a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to this on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast or your music. Um, if you haven't already, make sure to give us a follow and subscribe to our uh, uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube channels, you know, trying to go the podcast, trying to go the, the channel here. So, guys, I really appreciate the support. Um, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.